Bill and Dave's excellent podcast. I'm Dave. I'm flying solo. Unfortunately, Bill couldn't be here, but the show must go on. This is a special edition. We're going to be talking about Consumed, the movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's really amazing. You can check it out. Uh, you can rent it. Go to ConsumedTheMovie.com. It's starring Zoe Lister-Jones, Danny Glover, Taylor Kinney's in it, um, Victor Garber. All kinds of people are in it. Today, we've got the director on the phone, Daryl Wine. Daryl, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. So, um, the uh, I, I just I rented the movie. I saw it. It's an amazing movie. Congratulations. Um, rent the Thank movie. You. Yeah, you can go to uh, you can you can rent it on iTunes Video on Demand this week, right? Exactly, and you can also get it directly through our website, consumethemovie dot com, and that actually helps us helps support the film the most. Oh, perfect, perfect. So yeah, we'll make sure we tweet that out. Uh, a lot of questions on this, man. You you had a, you had a big part. Uh, you and you and Zoe both. It seemed like you guys wrote it, produced it, directed it. That's a lot of hats to wear on a film, isn't it? It is. I so I directed it. Zoe starred in it. We co-wrote it and we co-produced it through our production company, which is called Mister Lister Films. So yeah, it was a it was a real mom and pop operation. <laughs> Uh, I got. I got to think that uh, if you put that much into it, uh, it seems like you you feel pretty strong about about GMOs, which is pretty cool. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, seven or eight years ago, when we first started reading about genetically modified food, we didn't know much about it. And you know, the truth is, half of Americans don't really even know what a GMO is. And so we were we were in that camp of people that just didn't really know what was going on and started reading articles and books about it. And just, we became fascinated by everything that was going on. And so that's kind of what made us want to make the movie. And, and we realized, you know, there have been very few, there's only been a few documentaries on it, but no one had really made a political thriller and it felt really important, something that affected all people and infected it affected the environment and it just the overlap between so many different arenas from politics to economics to um how it's affecting people just on a very personal level felt relevant and uh, that's kind of why we started to get excited about trying to make a narrative film about it and uh and that's that's kind of how it got started, and that's why we did it. I think uh, you guys did a great job. It's not an easy topic, I would imagine, to write a write a story around, and there's so many things you want to try and fit into a, a short period of time. I think you guys did a great job. What were some of the challenges that you may have had trying to fit so much information and a plot um, and you know character development? Yeah, I mean, you said it. You just said it. I mean, there's 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 so much information. It's such a complicated, convoluted, and complex topic that you know it was really just about educating ourselves as much as we could and taking you know as many stories as we heard and just find out okay who who would be the linchpin of this story. We felt you know a Midwestern mother 
and a son would be a great kind of way into the story and people would really be able to identify identify with her trajectory and you know what are the other what are the biggest kind of um in in real life what are the biggest who are the biggest players you know it's farmers so we chose to have a storyline about an organic farmer it's these scientists who are who are actually genetically engineering this food. So we wanted to explore what was going on with scientists and their relationship to corporations and, and universities that are basically being optioned by corporations to do the research for them. And, and then, you know, the actual uh, biotech CEO, like the CEO of a big biotech corporation, you know, these guys that are trying to save the world through this food, we wanted to humanize that angle as well and 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 you know put them all together into an ensemble and try and and try and raise a lot of questions about what's going on and get people really thinking about it and so you know synthesizing all that information was definitely a challenge because there's a lot of information and we wanted we wanted there to be a lot of information in it um because we think the information is just so fascinating and so we didn't want to water it down and have it just be like total action-packed thriller. We wanted it to be a more nuanced, kind of interesting socioeconomic political thriller that digs into some of these issues specifically, but at the same time, is still suspenseful, is still entertaining, can still you know keep you guessing and uh, and really connect to the characters. Absolutely. And, and getting into some of the, the, the cast members, I mean, what a great cast. I mean, Zoe is obviously, she she was great in it. Uh, then you get Danny Glover, which was, I don't know if, if, if that was somebody that you thought right away, but boy, he really, he really was, it was good to see him. I haven't seen him in a lot lately. Um, Taylor Kinney, Victor Garber, uh, Anthony Edwards. I, I mean, the whole cast, it was was it a challenge getting all these people to to sign on, or or was it relatively like they they saw the script and they were like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, they read the script and responded to it. It's always a challenge to get big actors onto a uh, onto a small independent film. You know, like we didn't have a big production company behind us. It was just us. And we didn't have a big studio, or, you know, big producer. We 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 were the producers, obviously. So to to attract talent, all you're really going off of is are your previous films and the script. And luckily, they thought the other movies that I directed they liked those, so that was good. <laughs> and and this one was so different from those. You know, they they wanted to know like you know how I was going to do it, how I was going to pull it off. And, um, and I think reading the scripts, they each, you know, for their own reasons, recognized why it was important. And, you know, like for someone like Danny Glover, for instance, he has a very strong connection to environmentalism and he's a big activist in his own right. And he grew up going to a family farm. And so he spent a lot of time on the land and thinking about farming so he had a special connection to food and to this particular story, which was great. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think the actors gravitated to it for different reasons. Um, like Kunal Nayar from the big bang theory. I think it was exciting for him to sink his teeth into a dramatic role. Oh, yeah. on the big bang theory. 
you know, yeah, he, he's typically playing, you know, sitcom comedy, which he's great at, but I think, he, you know, he's a great actor and he has all these other sides to him. So it was nice to, for him to be able to explore, explore that side of, of himself as an actor. And so, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to be able to get all, all of those cast members, especially to, to bring them out to Illinois, which is always a challenge to, we were shooting in Champaign-Urbana about two hours from Chicago. And so, you know, it's, it's to get, to get actors to travel on a small budget and, uh, and be down with that kind of production, you know, it was, is also a challenge. And so it was, it was extra special that they all signed on for that reason. Sure, sure. Uh, and how did you settle on Champagne? That's uh, it's kind of a, a a random spot, if I guess if you. But it it, it it worked. It worked great for the movie, and we love having anything shot here in Illinois. So, how did you wind up settling on Champagne? Is there a tie there? Yeah, no. So it it was kind of random. You know, we were looking around for a few different things. We needed farm country. We needed to be near a big city that had crew that works on movies and we needed a big university setting. And we also were looking for a state that could give us a good tax credit back so that we could use it um, for the production. And, uh, and Illinois just fit that bill. I mean, Champaign-Urbana, is is a great college town you know the university of, of illinois is there so we were able to use the school for a lot of locations which was really helpful and then you know just outside of that area is just tons and tons of open farm country so we were able to find the organic farm that danny glover is his character is um lives on this great place called prairie organic farm and um and then the crew all came out from Chicago, and we had some local crew too, so it was kind of a hybrid. But we, you know, we really needed, we wanted a town that could, that we could kind of inhabit and had a small town feel, but kind of a every, every town America feel too. Um, and it, it just worked out that way. You know, we put out a bunch of feelers and, and found this uh, local production company called Shatterglass Studios in Champaign Urbana. Uh, run by this fabulous producer named Brett Hayes. And he was very excited about the project and we needed someone on the ground that could help facilitate connections to the town and help us get locations and, and just different services for the production. And, and he was, he was really chomping at the bit to have a bigger production shoot there. And so it was just a perfect collaboration for, for him to come on as the line producer and, and UPM and, and that's kind of how it happened. That's huge. That's huge. So, um, did you get any blowback from, from any of these types of corporations? Like, you know, I, I don't know if we want to name names, but I think it's, it's obvious some of the ones that, that we're talking about here with the GMOs. Um, did you get any blowback from that, from this, from this, uh, film coming out? You know, we haven't really, uh, we we're you know, we're, we're a pretty, small film so i i don't know how much they really care about it right but um you know we've just kind of done our thing and hope for the best and uh, you know the movie is fictionalized even though it's taking the real stories from what's going on in the world uh we don't name any names in the film and 
And I think if you are pro GMO or pro biotech, you can watch the film and you can see that we did, we did give a lot of, um, we, we definitely showed that perspective and, and that argument in a lot of, in a lot of ways, in a lot of scenes. So I think that, I think we were fair in, in certain ways. And so I think that there is something for everyone in the film. And, you know, I think if anything, in terms of blowback, we've, we've definitely had some like internet trolls sure. who are, who are, I think aligned with that industry oh. who are, who are consistently trying to silence any kind of dissent or criticism of what they're doing. Uh, pretty active on like message boards and comment threads. And that's, that's disappointing, you know, because a lot of them just, they comment and they try and take down the film without seeing it. And that just feels very propagandist to us. You know, ha- so, having seen the movie, yeah. I would I would I would agree with you. I mean, you really did a great job on on showing both sides of it, and, and I think, you know, the thought process behind it is isn't necessarily evil. It's just, uh, you know, I think I think you did a great job. I think Victor Garber does a great job of humanizing that that side of that side of the fence. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't want to villainize the other side and have him just be the evil CEO of this biotech corporation you know it's we wanted to show what he's thinking and feeling and why he's making the decisions he's making and uh you know we don't make any definitive statements in the film we we merely raise a lot of different points and questions for people to think about so that they can have their own conversation about it afterwards you know obviously our heart leans a little bit a certain way in terms of how we position certain certain storylines, but you know, I think you can still make up your own mind at the end of it, and, and definitely go do more research on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're a young guy, Daryl. You're a young guy. I think we're all pretty much the same age, uh, Bill and I. And 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 I've I've always been curious when you you're a director of a movie, you you have to have a certain level of authority and and command and a way to get people to to portray the vision that you're looking to portray uh do you ever have you ever been intimidated by you know some of these actors that have been around forever like you know like a danny glover or or a victor garber that have been around for such a long time trying to you know instruct them on how a scene should look completely absolutely it's always i mean yeah i i get I definitely get nervous sometimes and Danny Glover is a perfect example. You know I mean? The guy's been in like over 150 films and he's, he's, you know, so iconic and he was our first two days of the shoot. And, uh, you know, it's like from, from my perspective, I'm like thinking, you know, who am I to be able to tell Danny Glover what to do, how to act? Like this guy knows what he's doing. Like, should I even say anything? And, you know, I think at the end of the day, they, actors, that is, appreciate direction and point of view and, you know, someone who has an interesting opinion that's smart. And and so I think that he recognized that, that I had that. And, and it was, yeah, it was an interesting collaboration, you know, like I, I think in those moments you have to just be respectful and really know what you want and and how you communicate it, you know, just 
is you have to be gentle and, and very specific. And I try and be very positive in terms of my direction as a filmmaker. And, you know, I let the actors feel like there's some room for creativity and to talk about things. You know, I still want to try and get what I've set out to get, but that doesn't mean that there's not room for an adjustment here or there. Maybe this line isn't working. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I try and be very present and aware of what the actor needs, what the actor feels. And if there's a disagreement, then, you know, that's fine. I mean, there's going to be some debate here and there and, you know, you just try and talk it out and, and let them try something and try something for me and, and then just kind of hope, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can only imagine. Please tell me somewhere on the cutting room floor, you got, you've got Danny Glover saying I'm too old for this shit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, we didn't get it on camera, but we do have, and we did it. He did say it out loud <laughs> without being prompted to, which was pretty amazing. We, we, uh, we're shooting on the farm the second day and I think it was like the eighth or ninth take of a certain scene and you know I was definitely pushing my luck a little bit with with trying to get a few extra takes and and he turned and and genuinely said I I actually am getting too old for this like I need to sit down (laughs) Ah, that's too funny so it was so funny so um so what's next for 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 you? What uh, what you got any projects that you have uh, that you're that you're working on in production for Mister Lister or outside of that? Yeah, I mean, um, I I just wrote a pilot for Amazon, so I'm just trying to get that off the ground. We'll see what happens with that if it if it if it if it happens or not. So that's one thing on the TV side, and uh, in terms of movies. I've been pretty wrapped up with trying to get consumed out there because it's just been like our baby and, you know, very homegrown. So that's taken a lot of work. I'm I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, so now I have to, like, hit the reset button, you know, and regain my strength and start brainstorming a, a new movie idea and try and, you know, get something else going. But Zoe, actually, my partner, she wrote and is going to direct her first movie that she wrote entirely on her own. In the past, we've written everything together. And so I'm going to help produce that this summer. So people should stay tuned for that. That'll be a fun, fun LA-centric relationship comedy. Oh, very cool. Yeah, she, I think she was just on Fallon the other day. She was great on that. Yeah, yeah, she that was cool. Yeah, she got to be on Jimmy Fallon, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, Thank pretty, you. that's pretty awesome. So, um... Daryl, I don't want to keep you. I know you've got a lot going on. You probably could use some rest. So I want to make sure we plug uh, we plug the movie again, uh, consumethemovie.com. Go there and check it out. We'll make sure we tweet it. Um, Daryl, if you've got anything else to plug, please uh, uh, let us know. I know we got uh, mrlisterfilms.squarespace.com. Um, yeah, I mean, people w- could follow us at Consume Movie on Twitter and Instagram or me at Daryl wine w-e-i-n uh or zoe lister jones and uh keep we'll keep you posted on updates and stuff and yeah i just hope people check it out and thanks so much for having me on the podcast i really appreciate it all right daryl i appreciate it and good luck to you and everything else you have going we'll be in touch awesome thanks so much all right have a good one you too bye, bye.